Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Great episode for us today. But before I get started, I want to thank you for being here. As always, I would love to invite you, if you're feeling inspired after the episode or during the episode, to leave us a review and to make sure that you subscribe and or follow the podcast, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes. All those follows counts. All the reviews really help us out. Um, and the last thing I would like to say to you today, aside from make sure that you go to natnidham.com and sign up for the newsletter, is that the membership price for my BSP membership community, which you can find out about on natnidham.com, that price is going up on Feb 1st. And by the time this podcast rolls, there'll be only a couple of days left at the founder's pricing. So make sure that you check it out. And um, if you've been sitting on the fence, this could be the time to hop off. All right. So let's talk a little bit about a biohacking tool that I've discovered in the last year and am loving. It's called Sensate. Sensate can be your ultimate solution for a calmer mind as well as improved well-being. Did you know that the vagus nerve, which Sensate acts on, is a direct connection to your primal brain? Research has shown that activating the vagus nerve can calm the brain medulla, reducing stress and anxiety. Sensate is the pioneer in non-invasive sound resonance technology, uniquely designed to gently soothe your nervous system by targeting your sternum. So what that means is you've got a device that's about the size of the palm of your hand. It's really cool and smooth. It's black and it sits, you sit it, you put it right on your chest and it's interacting with an app on your phone and it's vibrating at a very specific frequency. So Sensate users have reported remarkable improvements, including enhanced sleep quality, increased heart variability, reduced anxiety levels, improved focus, as well as an overall sense of well-being. By using Sensate, you can say goodbye to stress and hello to a more relaxed, centered you. I love using my Sensate at bedtime, right before I fall asleep. I just put it on my chest. I play out of the sacred tracks. I play the temple track, which is phenomenal. I just love drifting off to that kind of sound bowls and chants. Anyway, check it out now and exp and you can experience transformative stress reduction. Your journey to a calmer mind starts with Sensate and you can use code NAT at getsensate.com forward slash NAT to save on your purchase. Okay, let's talk about the episode. In this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance with my good friend and great guest, Amitai Eshel, we discuss the importance of slowing down aging in a healthy way. We dive into how you can damage skin with so many of today's popular skin procedures and how you can navigate through it effectively to avoid causing more long-term trauma to your skin. Specifically, we talk about how to reset your skin sets functionally by using compounds that recycle and reset energy in your skin. Now, this is a bit of a hint because they just launched a new line that incorporates one of my favorite compounds in it, spermidine. Spermidine in skincare, imagine that. You can actually use it topically. So we also dive into the damage that some cosmetic procedures can actually do to the perception of beauty and what is currently aesthetically pleasing. With a variety of mechanical and chemical procedures, 
It's important to understand what the long-term effects can be, as well as how to know which procedure is best for you and your aging goals. Overall, this episode offers guidance on navigating the skin health and beauty industry so that you can be knowledgeable about choosing what's best for you. Amitai is a seasoned biohacker and beauty entrepreneur. He's a total geek, and he loves being called a geek because he's so knowledgeable in so many areas. He's got over a decade of experience in health, wellness, and beauty leadership. He co-founded Young Goose and its popular biohacking beauty podcast, making waves through education and innovation. Young Goose has developed a product line of biohacking treatments to aid in healthy aging and skin repair. They are dedicated to reinventing skin regeneration with the help of advancing cellular science. Now, if you want to check out their products, go to younggoose.com and you get to get 10% off your first order when you use code NAT10. And if you're a repeat customer, because you've heard me talk about Young Goose before, check out code 5NAT. So it's 5NAT if you're a repeat customer, you'll get 5% off. And it's NAT10 if it's your first order and you get 10% off. Okay. Imagine energizing your body and boosting your performance with something as simple as trace minerals. That's exactly what you get with beam minerals, which can which are the key to unlocking your full energy potential. Just like your house needs electricity to function, your body relies on minerals to power every major system because of course we ourselves are electrical beings. Low minerals mean low energy and low performance. It's kind of like living with only a partial electrical supply. So don't settle for a bodily blackout. One shot glass of beam minerals per day is all it takes to turn the lights back on. Experience a surge of energy that revitalizes essential systems, promoting faster healing, clear thinking, and optimal functioning. And frankly, just better baselines. Give your body the minerals it craves and watch as it performs at its peak. Go to www.beamminerals.com and use code Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E to get 20% off your orders. So that's beam, B-E-A-M, minerals.com. All right, now let's jump into this episode. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Okay, folks. Well, welcome back to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast on the road. <laughs> so if you guys, as you should be, are listening to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, you may notice that this backdrop that I have behind me and that Amitai has behind him looks a little bit familiar looks eerily and, and does not look anything like what my normal backdrop looks like. And that's because I'm here in Florida and we decided to take advantage of the opportunity to record together for the biohacking beauty podcast and for the biohacking superhuman performance podcast. So this is the second time it has taken way too long for me to have Amitai back on the podcast, but this is the second time Amitai is back. Um, I'm so excited for this podcast because Amitai is one of those people, you start talking to him and you never really know where the conversation is going to go because he's got such an incredible breadth of knowledge that it's, there's just no end of places we can go with this. So first off, before I go any further, 
Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's a a pleasure being here. I always say that, obviously, you are one of my favorite people on planet Earth. So the feeling is 100% mutual. So (laughs) this is we're we're off to the races here. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today, Mm -hmm. guys. And but I think what we're well, not I think um, we're going to hone in on three molecules in particular. But I'm also going to pick on your behalf, Amatize Brain, a little bit about some of the cosmetic procedures that are out there right now that people are very excited about. Yeah. And that in the long, in, and might help things in the short term, but in the long term can have more negatives than positives. And the cool thing about talking to Amatai about all these things is quite a part of the fact that he knows a lot of stuff and he's a bigger nerd than I am. It's that he doesn't have a horse in this race, really, yeah. right? Like, I mean, you don't get involved in, and I mean, you could argue, oh, but he has skincare and blah, blah, blah. But we all know that skincare will take you to a certain place and then procedures take you to a, another place. Yeah. And in the world of cosmetic procedures, I keep seeing evidence at, to the point where it's almost paralyzed me. I keep seeing evidence of things that are going sideways, uh-huh. like lines that are being crossed. And and I think one of the most distressing things to me is how people seem to, their whole framework for what is aesthetically pleasing starts to shift as yeah. they start to, to, to change their own faces, how they look. And so me from the outside might look at someone and go, holy crap, what has this person done to their face? And they're walking around going, you know, feeling like they look really great. And yet there's a dysmorphia that's happening in the face. Yeah. And so I just wanted to have a conversation with you about that because I think that, and I, and I, we are absolutely going to talk about skincare because you guys have like really like the top line in, in this space. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about the hardcore stuff that people are doing. To, to connect to what you're saying about um, not necessarily dysmorphia, which is, which is, the other side of it is is kind of the person being operated on their their decision making and, and, right. and things like that. But talking about uh, the shifting in uh, what is aesthetically pleasing, especially when we talk about, by the way, um, non Caucasian, not one hundred percent Caucasian, and and how uh, the world's gonna kind of there is okay. So I don't know if you know, but um, the ideal. I, the idea of proportion in proportions in the face only started in the eighties. So when you talk about plastic surgery, mm. uh, mm-hmm. pre that era, we mainly talk about like cleft lips or better like, sutures or like fixing things. Yeah. Fixing things like burn repair, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or scar, scar repair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Or yeah, obviously there, there were things in the body as well. It's not only in the face, but, that's what we're talking about mainly. And um, the idea of the proportions and what makes someone beautiful isn't, isn't something we can't look at your genes and decide who is pretty, right? right? We can't look at your epigenetics or we can't look at your metabolites. No. We, we, there were two plastic surgeons who also studied, studied art in yeah. the 80s. And they basically decided that the distance between your the the, the bottom of your nose and the, your upper lip should be you know, you know three centimeters or or something like that. I actually don't remember mm-hmm. the exact uh, measurement, but 
that is what is aesthetically pleasing and, and so on and so forth. But there, the, 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 the skin, the, the, the face, the facial structure is so complex mm-hmm. that you cannot, you no know, pun intended, you cannot paint it with broad strokes like that. And what we're seeing is also convergence of people's facial features when they go through a lot of surgeries, injections, etc. Mm-hmm. And also the corruption of, I would say, of uh, beauty that comes from disproportion. So if we think of movie stars like, I think of the guy that has a nose kind of veering to the side, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Olsen and... and uh, Oh, um, um, Wilson. Yeah. yeah, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. There Owen we Wilson. <laughs> Between the two of us, we were going to get there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I lo- lumped up the Olsen twins, I guess, to yeah. the mix. But uh, um, yeah, so we're talking about someone like that who's obviously very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But that's not, no one but goes. He's not pretty. Yeah, no one goes yeah. to plastic surgery and says, hey, can I get. 15 degrees, you know, west yeah. in my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my appearance. Right, so we're getting into a territory that's obviously there are... Well, and, and there's more to beauty than... I mean, look, there's no doubt that you look at someone like... Uh, what's her name? Barbie. Uh, Literally, the lady who played Barbie? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay, I mean, what, the, the, I, I'm remembering all of the characters. Margot. Margot Robbie, yeah. right? She has stunningly beautiful face, right? You look at Marilyn Monroe, stunningly Raquel Welsh, like these icons of beauty that have these seemingly perfect features in perfect proportion in the whole nine yards. But there are other women and men who are beautiful and aesthetically pleasing that are not necessarily perfectly proportioned in that way. And because there's an, there's um there's a there's another piece to it, and that piece is the personality, the soul, yeah. the attitude of the person, their energy. There's there's a lot more to beauty than just yeah. aesthetics, right? And and I think that I think one of the things that's that's tricky in the world that we're in today is because we're trying to be reductionist, which we we just keep doing over and over again, no matter what it's about. We're trying to say, we're trying to say, I want to buy beauty. Yeah. Right. I want to buy being beautiful or having a beautiful face. And and sometimes it works out really well. Look, I mean, there's that guy, that plastic surgeon, that that cosmetic surgeon online that you are obsessed with. I I am obsessed. Like, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Right. I mean, he looks first of all, he himself is a very attractive Mm -hmm. man. Probably he's 180 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he will literally take a woman's face and dial the clock back. 20 mm-hmm. or 30 years. What's amazing about his work, and I'll bet you he probably is one of these guys that either studied art or is naturally artistic. Yeah. His, you can't tell someone's had their face done by him mm-hmm. because they look more like themselves for the most part. I have seen, and I mean, I haven't looked at his stuff in a long time, but after a while I started to see more of the bigger yeah. lips yeah. or like I started to see some of the more um, trademarky. Mm-hmm things that people will do to their faces, but I'm, 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 I would, I would tell you one thing about it is that, um, this is not one procedure. What he's doing is doing a ton of stuff, ton of stuff. And these are all assaults on the body. Oh my God. And he's the guy that made me all self-conscious about, Oh, your nose is getting longer. Your lip is getting longer. And now this is shifting. And now you need to have that. And I was just like, I'm looking in the mirror going, Oh my God, is my lip getting, 
<laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. It's that experience that kind of made me give my head a shake. I think you're going to go one way or the other in uh-huh. this space, right? Yeah. You're either going to go, holy crap, my face is falling down. Literally, I need to fix it. Or, okay, wait, what's my goal here? Yeah. You know, how important is this really? Uh, I agree. And, and obviously, so let's talk all of those are major assaults Mm -hmm. and they definitely tax your, your anything from your endocrine system to your, um, to any, to your gut, any part of your body that is built to, um, sustain us throughout our lifetime and is, um, is, is contributing to overall body resilience, anything from your brain to any organ that creates, molecules for other organs which mm-hmm. is basically all of them um lymphatic even though it doesn't really do that it again shuttles toxins around etc you are left with an organism that has been that has that one of the cats nine lives have been sacrificed for that and by the way for probably me. more than yeah. one out of nine so so you're saying like the stress of that surgery yeah. will in and of itself impact your longevity in yes. some way. Now, the question is, when do you do that? Because you cannot do it a, 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 you know, more than once or twice. You cannot. Um, mechanically, okay? Not even, not even biologically. Not like even in terms of how much you can do to the skin or the structure or whatever yeah. the case may be. Because we know that scars, for example, even if a kid is going to have a scar, that scar... And the scar that I or you will 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 make actually are completely different. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 we could technically get into it, but that's the bottom line. Well, it's different types of collagen, right? Your different, body makes different types of collagen. That- literally different type of scaffolding. Even yeah. imagine if we had if we, I wanted to destroy the wall that no one can see besides us right now, and I wanted to have an open space, mm-hmm. right? How do I build that 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 support beams? Can I? Should I do it? fast because we don't know if maybe like in japan right because we there is an earthquake tomorrow so it doesn't really matter how i build it mm-hmm. that's why they have obviously like uh, rice paper houses or they had historically because there are so many earthquakes they sh- they, they don't oh, need to God. build the Sistine <laughs> yeah. chapel right yeah, yeah. or do we, but but that has different different obviously do you want your face to be a rice paper house or do you want it to be the Sistine chapel mm-hmm. and as, as the more we grow older the more it's a rice paper house if you would right. the less the less uh, structure we have there so how many times could you repair rice paper right. right 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 or how many times can you repair like the Sistine chapel i assume they repaired it a lot well this is well exactly because it's built to last yeah. right and i actually think our faces what, that we're born with is more of a Sistine chapel than it is a rice paper house in the sense that it will evolve and change as it ages uh-huh. but it's not necessarily going to fall apart yes you know what i mean like your yeah. your nose isn't going to fall off like it's just it's going to change it might grow it might you know, it yeah. might look different than it did when you were a younger person, uh-huh. but it's not come. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, anyway, I. You know, I. I mean, this is. I mean, cosmetic surgery, and I'm not. I want to say that I don't judge people for doing what they do. We no. all. This is the most personal. This is one of the most personal issues that we all have to address based on our values, based on our. Um, based on a million different factors. So I'm in no way judging what people choose to do. I think what I was more aiming for was also talking about things like 
lasers and mm -hmm. IPL and peels and, and those things, because there's, you know, the cosmetic surgery is the, in some ways, I think that Botox and fillers is like the fast food of cosmetic yeah. surgery, right? We can't afford six figures to pay the dude to, to create a masterpiece on our face, which by the way, the only other thing I'm going to say about that is the challenge when you're 60 or 70 or 80 to have a 40 year old face is what do you do about the rest of you? <laughs> That's a different topic altogether. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems to me, if you're going to do that kind of work on your face, you better start picking up the rest of you. But anyway, I, I digress. What I, what I wanted to talk about a little bit more is, so on this side, we have the fillers and the Botox. And in some ways, maybe those things are starting to get, they've evolved. They may uh -huh. be better now than they were 20 years ago. But then there's all these other peels and lasers and things that people are doing. And I know that some of them will, might produce great results, but is it is there a cost again? Like, is well, there, can you rank? Do Yes, I, I don't mind ranking, but we should probably rank penetration mm -hmm. or what layer are we working on yes and what are you know the risks are are again mechanical or chemical yeah okay so mechanical risks are the ones that we really want to avoid almost a lot at all costs so i would first you know give credit to a couple people that i think get a lot of you know heat one is Asprey, Dave Asprey, and one is uh, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Because they they basically went out and said, they didn't say, hey, I'm vain. Um, I'm just going to lump aesthetic procedures into biohacking. Yeah. <laughs> like they just are peas in the pod, right? Uh, two peas in the pod. But, um, but they did. But they, they basically said, you know, that's part of what I consider, you know, age reversal, if you would. Yeah. Um, it's obviously tricky. It's obviously not synonymous because it is only the appearance of youth. And I think it's very important to differentiate the two. It's kind of the same argument you can have with cholesterol, yeah. right? Or, um, you know, uh, very, I mean, a couple of months ago, you sent me an art or someone in your group sent me an article about or sent you an article, which you sent me about hyaluronic acid and, and how it's, it causes cancer, how it causes cancer. So. It absolutely does not cause cancer. No. It is just hijacked by cancer. Right. Okay. So, by the way, TV4 does, is, uh, thymosin beta 4 is as well. Well, thymosin beta 4 is present at the site. Exactly. And this, is, and this is the question. And the question is is it the firefighter at the fire or is it the arsonist who set the fire? And this so, is a so, distinction. So that is, that is, uh, I, I was actually, you're more correct than I am. That's a great analogy because that is similar to what happens with hyaluronic acid. Like we don't really know what is the chicken and what is the egg, yeah. right? So why am I saying all of that? It, it's, it's because when we, so, so, but it is, it is something that we can infer something else by like, but we don't want to target that, that marker and think we're changing the entire organism. Same right. thing with, with aesthetic appearance. Mm -hmm. If you look younger, there is study correlation between the, the age you appear to be. But naturally. Naturally. Which is different. Correct. And the <laughs> age you are. To the extent that there, there are AI algorithms that are going to look at the way that you are, that you are appearing, that you appear, and are going to infer diseases from. Yeah, no, I, oh, as a matter of fact, True Diagnostic has on their website, they yeah. have these pictures of yeah. people and people who look older than their age yeah. 
and cor- how that correlates to their biological yeah. age. It's very tricky right now, by the way, AI-wise, because I, I need to teach AI all of the interactions of light and shadow, yeah. 100% of them, for it to have any any success rate, which mm-hmm. is not there now. So if you go online and you try to do that, yeah. it doesn't work. You can Save get 30, 30 and 130, yeah. you know. Anyway, but um, going back to aesthetic procedures, and let's call them like mild aesthetic procedures, like lasers, radio frequency, yes. IPL, which is intense pulsed light, yeah. um, and the variance, the, the, the variance between them. We, we can also look at like, uh, micro needling, which is professionally done. Okay, so let's go through those and okay. just kind of say, you okay. know, the goods and the bads kind mm-hmm. of on, on that. Okay, so radio frequency and what we call fractional radio frequency and micro needling radio frequency, we can lump them together for what I'm going to say right now. The way that they work is with a wave of radio that only gets absorbed in subcutaneous layers, uh, dermal and subcutaneous layers. And it heats that those layers up. Collagen layers, for example, heats them up. Or collagen fibers, for example, heats them up and causes inflammation, okay. causes thickening, causing scar- causes basically scarring. And we see two things happening. The first thing that is happening, we have like six months of, a, of kind of a, a honeymoon phase where what you're really getting is that is not permanent result. It's just that inflammation, that oh, swelling. So plumping and swelling, yeah. And that's, that's actually... The older you are, that honeymoon tends to extend a little bit. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that you are, again, there is a finite amount, amount that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And that finite amount, amount might maybe one, maybe zero, because what you're doing is you're creating scar tissue. The same way that a plastic surgeon is not going to be wanting to operate on someone that had that is smoking. Yeah, because they're not going to heal properly. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with with using radio frequency. So when we see, you know, people in the biohacking industry doing radio frequency, um, we actually have someone we've spent uh, an evening with that now I saw that he's actually talking about him doing it uh, in Europe. So that is a problem because you really are causing functional changes. Mm. Okay. So we want to try and avoid those. So in the short term, you're going to look plumper and maybe, you know, like you're going to get that useful plumpness back. But in the long term, you're actually causing damage that's going to stick around. Like you're yeah, going to, because of, the mechanic, because of the scarring, you now have different types of collagen fiber. It's not, you're not left with the same thing you had before. It's not just a reversal yeah. of the effects. And by the way, we talked about like zeroing in on like one function and trying to, have that sanctifying that fa- function. Pro, um, collagen and elastin actually have another function, especially elastin, but these layers have another function, which is gliding, gliding on top of each other. Yeah, which scarring is going to mess up completely. Exactly. So, you know, when we have C- a C-section in Europe, they're going to saw, sew each of those layers that they cut through individually to create a more natural moving tissue in the United States. And by the way, this is not my area of specialty, Mm -hmm. so I might be wrong. But let's say from what I know in the U.S., they sew all these seven layers together. Right. Like one tissue. They just repair. They just like sew it together. It's a, a, yeah. And functionally, it's not functioning the same as as, as as, as that tissue. So 
that is a problem we have with things that create a damage damage in a deep layer of our body. Um, let's look at microneedling, but professional microneedling. So, okay. how do what, what's the difference? The difference is in most places in the world, we have a zero point five millimeter mm-hmm. depth that we're not allowed to sell an, obviously if you have that equipment at home, you're not gonna go to jail, okay? No. But you're not allowed, I am not allowed to create a device and sell it to you. That goes if ha- it, half yeah. a millimeter. More than. More than, okay. Yeah. It can be, so I'm not allowed, okay? okay. Beyond that, even like radio frequency microneedling is 3.5 uh, millimeters. Whoa, okay? that's yeah. deep. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have that at home. <laughs> so, so, so it's so in radio frequency microneedling. Not only do you have the needle going in, but at the same time, you have this radio wave that's causing like trauma yeah. as well. And by so the it's way, it's not just the needle trauma; it's the vibration. No one's really, no one really can quantify. Like, like no one has in their mind an image of three point five millimeters, right? No. But I'll give you an example: red light therapy. Most of its effects, direct effect, because there, there is a cascade of it. Direct effects is three millimeters. Wow. Okay, so you're that getting red light therapy kind of attractive. <laughs> yeah. Well, n- well, the problem is, is that two things are happening. First of all, a lot of those biohacking centers are going to do microneedling radiotherapy, radio frequency, and then they're going to do red light therapy to help you repair it. But actually, you're not getting the repair where you need it for the most part. Red light therapy can actually, yeah, okay. You know, red light therapy can go all the way to your brain, but but that's like one percent of the mm-hmm. light. You're not; it's not congruent with. We can't really think of them as anyway. Back to microneedling. Back to microneedling. Microneedling is something that you definitely want to try and avoid because it creates structural changes that are that are irreversible. You mean the deep one? The deep one. The radio frequency. Mic- oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. So the, the radio the frequency, frequency microneedling. Yeah. Okay. Microneedling is a whole is actually pretty interesting because you are creating damage that the body has a very easy time healing mm. because the penetration is not and by the way we spoke about it on my podcast as long as we have it in a stamp variation right in, uh, roller is different. So when you go to a professional, it's not rolling on your face. As long as it's in a stamp up and down pattern, a zenith pattern, the body has a very easy time repairing that. And the, the, the there is a cascade again. Okay. So it's not only damage where the needle penetrated. There is a kind of a circumference of, of inflammation you're mm-hmm. creating where collagen is being fortified and thickened within those layers. And by the way, you're thickening all the layers beyond that. So if we're saying, you know, penetration of one millimeter, it is the entire one millimeter that I'm stimulating and slightly below it as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So microneedling is great. You can obviously overdo it. A hundred percent. But microneedling at home, what we call derma stamping, that's what you have, Natalie, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, is something that I think is one of the tools that someone should use. There are caveats, no pun intended, um, where we are for a short amount of time, we're disrupting our skin barrier. Mm -hmm. We are literally, if anyone watched Star Wars, they're shooting at the spaceship and it kind of has this protective layer. And then 
this kind of get goes away the and now they, goes and down. the shield yeah, goes yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is our barrier. It's either it's not really either there or not. Obviously there are lev- levels, but when we completely penetrate through it, it can't do its job. What we call uh what Kiran Krishnan and I, we call it um leaky skin. Yeah. As opposed to leaky gut, which allows things to go into the skin, leaky skin allows signals not actual molecules, mm-hmm. but signals, disruptions, inf- uh, inflammation, um, free radicals that are created due to, due to disruption to, to go and disrupt the skin. And by the way, other organs as well, like our brain. Uh, okay. Yeah, so there is a direct uh, relationship between disruptions from the environment that our skin is exposed to. If it is being disrupted by it communicates that to our HPA axis in the brain, mm-hmm. which actually inflames and ages the brain. Um, so this is from microneedling? This is from, you need to understand that when your skin barrier is being disrupted, we have to address that mm-hmm. many, in, in a few different ways. Um, we, you can do it with, with you know, not being outside. You, you can do it with making sure that the environment you're in your home environment, your skin, your air is great. You're not exposed to artificial light. EMF is low as, as low as you can have it. Um, and we can talk about a few other things. So after microneedling at home, would it be a good idea at that point to do some red light therapy? Yes, but that wouldn't to help support the process. That would be that would be more for that recovery yeah. for skin barrier. We can do a few things. We use we use. Uh, like an artificial biomimetic barrier. It's called biobarrier. Yeah, I love that product. <laughs> Just to be clear. I mean, it's it's the first thing that hits my face. It feels great. But by the way, it feels great because it connects to an understanding that a good skin barrier feels great. Yeah. Okay, it's not necessarily that it feels great because it's healthy for you. That's kind of beside the point. But we have an innate understanding how a good skin barrier should feel like. Yeah. That's what it feels great. It it has a it's a very unique texture. Actually, mm-hmm. you know who loves it is my dad. Oh yeah. Well, because my dad has no hair and he's had a lot of sun damage on his head, as many men do. Um, and I gave him this the the bio barrier, and he keeps telling me, and he says it to me in French. So I'll say it in English here because most people wouldn't understand what he's saying in French. He's just like. Oh my God, that product is the best. I put it on <laughs> and it just makes him happy. <laughs> I got to have a video of her dad just lathering it on. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, and he uses a tiny bit because it doesn't want to run out and he puts it on his head and he just loves it. So, Well, that is definitely, so when we talk about, by the way, any, any, any penetrative um, procedure, we actually want to use something like that. By the way, it started as a hair product, uh, not by us, but but the actual ingredient started as a hair product. That's really interesting. So, anyway, so what? So what? The, I mean, not that I don't want to spend too long on that product because I yeah. still want to talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, a couple yeah. of other procedures. But basically, so the microneedling. Stay away from microneedling with radio frequency. Yes. If you're going to microneedle at home, then you're probably going to end up with one of these. You're better off to end up with a stamp than with a roller because yes. the roller is going to create micro tears in the skin in addition to the penetrative. Abrasion, abrasion. Like so abrasion. What the, 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 imagine the it's roller. like road rash. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> well, imagine a roller. Just everyone imagine like a huge, just zoom in to a roller rolling on your skin. There is a an off angle, not a 90 yeah. degree angle, in which the needle starts to penetrate into your skin. And then it moves out. 
and then it moves out and changes its angle slightly. Yeah. And there, there is a challenge there. What I would say about microneedling at home, again, I know Natalie, yours is disposable. Yeah, it's a disposable little device. Yes. The, well, the, the needles are disposable. Exactly. The, when it's not disposable, we have to sanitize it extremely well. Mm-hmm. So you just drop it in alcohol? or Alcohol is o- o- ozonated water. I mean, o- uh, if you have an ozone generator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and those needles are typically, they're hollow, or at least the one it I have, be. the one be. I have are hollow. And so we can deliver certain serums and, and compounds through that needle. And so, which, which takes, elevates skincare to kind of another mm-hmm. level. But again, as you said, you can't microneedle all the time. Yeah. You need to, you know, I, I usually do it like once every two weeks, maybe once a week, stay out of the sun because you could end up with pigment. I would imagine once you've created that little micro trauma, you uh-huh. go out in the sun yeah. with a proper screen. Well, that's my problem is as a, as a human being, I have uh, extremely high tendency. Some people would think it's melasma. It's actually something else. My skin gets inflammation pigmentation, basically Inf- mm-hmm. pigmentation that's, that's, that's driven through inflammation. I don't need the sun, actually. It's, I don't even need to be exposed to the sun. Uh, I mean, I immediately hyperpigment. And yeah. that is the pendulum because I do jujitsu like I, my life depends on it. Yes. Um, every time I get an abrasion on my face, that's, I know it's going to happen. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look like basically like someone who has melasma. And I use products to try to mitigate that. So I basically try to suppress the expression of tyrosinase, which is kind of a trigger for melanin uh, mm-hmm. or pigment production. Uh, and we can do it with vitamin A, vitamin C. There are different stages in which you need to target that, that, um, that cue, that signal. But, um, but I know that this happens. But to your point, Yes, you're correct. When we're doing anything that causes inflammation to the skin, and that's everything we're talking about when we're talking about procedures, we have to make sure that before we do them, we have sunblock at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more than that. And I am going to shamelessly plug your sunblock right now because the BioShield is one of the best sunblocks on the market. I'm just putting it out there. Well, remember I told you <laughs> that I don't need sun to get pigmented. Yeah. So my skin type and your skin type, I think as well. I so, hyperpigment pretty easily. Yeah, you don't actually need UV. Mm-hmm. You can get a cue to produ- to, 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 for pigmentation from artificial blue light. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, so blue light is for sure. Yeah. We call it HEV, mm-hmm. high energy visible light. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a completely different makeup than the blue light you're going to get from the sun or not completely, but so this is why you're, this is why you guys keep you and Anastasia keep saying to me, wear your bio shield. Yeah. Wear, wear your it bio at home. Shield. Like wear it, wear it, wherever you if are. You're a party animal. Yeah. Uh, which I know Natalie, you are, you oh, go well, you to know. Yeah. all the clubs in Toronto. <laughs> I know you don't know Natalie. So, uh, first name basis. So uh-huh, all the, exactly all the not. Yeah. Uh, so you not. should wear it. <laughs> said nobody ever <laughs> you should wear uh it also if you go to a club because it protects you also against pollution heavy metals emf 
uh, artificial uh, artificial blue light, glyphosates. So all the things. Yeah, we by by the way, it does it by structuring water around protein. So here we are back at structured water, and you don't need a magic wand, and you don't need anything. No, it literally has little magic wands. No, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Here, I have an agenda, guys. So I'm going to redirect us. So we've talked about. We've talked about the radio frequency on its own. We've yeah. talked about radio frequency with, mic- with microneedling. Both of those things, probably things you want to think twice before going well, down. No, no, I, I'd say microneedling you should do. No, no. Now I'm, and then there's microneedling on its own, yes. which is a thumbs up. Just thumbs up. be smart about it. I would even say, you're right to say, yeah, I want to do it every two weeks. You could do it even every Once week. week. Yeah. Uh, but you could do it way, 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 way more often just on different parts of your body. So a lot of people care about the back of their hands and their knees. I'm not telling you. I'm saying a lot of people. I'm still good. Yes. <laughs> and, but, but a lot of people are, are talking to young goose, to us. Um, what can I do to improve the back of my arms, yes. my knees, my elbows, my, my, the, the back of my hands? Mm-hmm. So these are areas that you can microneedle as well. Okay. Um, by the way, also to improve to some extent bruising at an at an older age. So if you have a bruise, well, if you're 85 years old and you you know bump your hand in, into a door and you get a huge bruise, I I don't I'm not saying microneedling is gonna it's not a magic wand. Well, yeah, like because of what I've seen with 85 year old skin because I, I see it with my mom, is it's very thin. Yes, yes, so yes. So it becomes a lot harder yes. to do these things and and get away with it. You could, but you need to do a lot of things like, you know, estrogen, um, basically like estrogen cream, uh, estriol, like together topical. with it. Yeah, yeah, topical. Which is the estrogen that might cause melasma? Is it estradiol? Estradiol, or Estradiol, yeah. you want to stay off your face. Yeah. But estriol, you know our, our good friend, yes. Chris Jade, Sandy. Oh, yeah, okay. Chris Shade um, in there. Quicksilver uh-huh. has now an estriol serum uh-huh. that, that you can use topically. Yeah, I think it's it's something that you want to use uh, under supervision. Okay. Okay? Because, because we – because it's a hormone. And a hormone is a – it's not a single. It's a language. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's, it's a poem. It's not a word. Yeah. So we are causing many different things. You want to clear, you want to make sure you don't have, you know, cancer. You want to make sure that you are not, um, again, that you don't have any um, tissue underneath that requires um, mechanical repair because you're going to get like excessive scarring. There are, there are many things there that, you are. So you wouldn't use your estriol right after you microneedle, for example. You could because the signal with a microneedle is much more a. I don't want to get into like a, a pathways, but mm-hmm. um, there are, there is a there is a pathway called NF kappa beta. Yeah. Which is involved when you're using microneedling, and we can measure like the the expression of N of kappa beta and kind of give it a, a grade. Okay, what are we doing? Are we doing like mechanical inflammation and damage, or are we more signaling repair? And microneedling definitely falls into the 
more a general signal for repair, like a, like a, by the way, working out would be. Yeah. And uh, less like a more of a hormetic stressor than a. Yes. Like your body can respond to. Uh, it. Yes. Yes. Hormetic stressors, for the most part, we I don't want to assign hormesis to inflammation because most of the time what inflammation achieves hormesis cannot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hormesis more implies adaptation on a uh, chemical level mitochondria etc um, but yeah uh, technically yeah technically it's, just, I mean, what I mean, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a stressor that your body can manage yeah 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 right? Adapt- uh, t- t- yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah exactly um, so microneedling is great. You can do it in different areas. Um, you uh, uh, later age. You definitely should have, in my opinion, you should definitely should have HRT if you are engaging in things like that at a late age. Hormone replacement therapy. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, progesterone, uh, uh, um, bioemetic estrogen. And that's my opinion. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 of the same opinion. I mean, you need it. You need to do it under the supervision of a physician mm-hmm. or you yeah. know someone who understands you, your health risks, and all that yeah. nine yards. But at the end of the day, you know, if any of our friends, that any of the people in this space that you listen to, and I remember there's um, there's one medical doctor, um, Uzi Rice. Uh-huh. who I heard speak at a conference and he's, he, I don't even think he practices anymore, but he had a big practice in Beverly Hills and he brought an audience to tears. Um, wow. Just talking about how, how much harm the misinterpretation of the women's health study yes. did to women around yeah. the world who overnight stopped using their hormone replacement therapy based on data that had been in, that had been delivered wrongly. It had been yeah. pro- improperly de- interpreted. And we are now decades later and 100%. people are still trying to fix yeah. the damage from that. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so that is about just making sure that my ADHD brain doesn't go on another tangent about yeah. like that, that's that study and the implications. But, um, that is as far as like what we call direct mechanical stimulation. Okay, mm-hmm. we could also talk about like a polish, like a like a, like a scrub, yeah. as direct mechanical stimulation. Um, and I would say that this is something that does have some merit. So that's a mechanical exfoliation. Yes, is what you're talking about. Yes, and most of the time, newer skincare is going to combine mechanical with en- enzymatic. Yeah. And sometimes I'll say chemical. I don't want people to be scared by the word chemical, but alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic, mm-hmm. pyruvic and lactic, mm-hmm. or beta hydroxy acids like salicylic yeah. um, could be present. Sometimes they're combined like, um, like uh, um, pumpkin um, enzymes, like yeah. pumpkin and, and, and papaya enzymes, you're, you're, you're being communicated their, their enzymatic values, but one has BHAs and one has AHAs as well, that extract. So it's not like clear cut, but most of the time you'll see a marriage of those things if it's a really high-end formula. Right, so you'll get some piece of mechanical, so some kind of, yeah. of it'll feel granular. Yeah, what I'm saying is like microneedling, mm-hmm. that's something that, I feel most people could overdo. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to, by the way, 
straight up chemical peel. Yeah. Uh, like um, like um, glycolic peel or a lot of products nowadays have a lactic mm-hmm. acid um, embedded in them. These things are harder to abuse because you get sens- your skin gets sensitive. Like, oh, so you'll actually... Yes. The, the, the problem with a chemical, um, excuse me, a mechanical exfoliant is that you're accumulating those micro, micro tears, micro scarring that are so superficial, you might, you know, you might, it might take you a very long time to know that it, you're overdoing it and you might overdo it without knowing it. And how would you know that, if, what would be the signs of overdoing it? Aside from the irritation because you scrubbed your face too hard with sand. First, first of all, it's not only that. It's that 99% of the companies also have like literal plastic yeah. in that scrub. Right. So I would say what you want to do is use a marriage of chemical, enzymatic, and physical. Like, hey, shameless plug, uh, Nia Polish, yeah. the NAV boosting uh, polish that we have. Because you are your finger is on the proverbial pulse. Mm. You, you will know if your skin's getting sensitive to it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think of the mechanical aspect as the predominant aspect. I'll do very, very light application of the product. And by that application, I'm going to get some mechanical exfoliation and I'll dislodge some of those skin cells that we want the enzymes to so you're almost giving better access to the enzymes to the layer yeah, of the skin yeah, yeah. where they're going to be able to yeah. do their thing. Hey folks, how would you like to unlock the secrets of your health with Pendulum, a revolutionary approach to well-being through the power of the gut microbiome? Thanks to groundbreaking technological advancements in bacterial DNA sequencing, Pendulum delved deep into microbiome research, unveiling the impact of keystone bacterial strains on overall health. Pendulum leverages cutting-edge technology and microbiome science to identify proprietary strains such as Acromantia mucinophilia. This is a really important strain. These strains work wonders by increasing the synthesis of health-promoting postbiotics in your gut, strengthening the integrity of your gut barrier. And I can tell you that I've used this product and I recently tested my gut microbiome. And guess what? I've restored my Acromantia populations using their products. Now you can improve your health and well-being by tapping into the potential of the gut microbiome with Pendulum's clinically studied strains. Check out pendulumlife.com forward slash Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E for 20% off the first month of any Pendulum product membership. Now let's get back to the episode. What I do want to continue with is um, at-home chemical peels. Yes. Even though we had a conversation specifically about it, and I told you specifically that you could do it. But for the most part, I got special dispensation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a professional peel that um, that embeds copper peptide GHKCU, glycolically embeds GHKCU into the skin, uh, which is like really cool. But you you're you should do it with a professional. And by the way, even. With a professional, there is a conversation of how you feel, tingling, etc. You feel heat and tingling when you... I tingling. haven't used mine tingling. yet because I'm in Florida still and I'm not doing yeah. anything like that, even remotely close to mm-hmm. UV. 100%. But, uh, you feel tingling, especially if a, a, a man, by the way, a, a, a per, anyone who shaves, you know. Oh, yeah, because you're exfoliating every day when you shave. Well, you're, if you have shaved and then you're going to do it, yeah, 
you're going to feel more of your skin is just more sensitive to that. You you have like little you know bumps and bruises, um, but you do feel tingling. Having doing uh, the reason I'm skirting around like doing it at home is that medical skincare for the last for the last um, 25 years has pushed exfoliation, chemical exfoliation, like it's the holy grail because mm-hmm. it's renewal, right? It's it's renewal um, in the most pure form. Uh, the problem is is that you are tapping into reservoirs that your skin needs for longevity. So we always give that we're back to this again. Yes. Yeah, yes. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit. Yes, exactly. Okay. And that is why we actually want to do it. It might be a little bit more extensive, but we actually want to go to a series of those done by a professional mm-hmm. and supporting that like you're a professional athlete. So taking uh, stem regen, for example, yeah, uh, our, favorite, out, our favorite supplement. Shout out to <laughs> Stemogen, Kaliagen's uh, product. Taking BPC-157, GHKCU, um, t- I- 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 injected GHKCU, um, stopping some of the things that you might do, such as like Melanotan 2 if you're doing that, or um, um, Semax, for example, or uh, Selenac, or uh, things that might cause a reaction of pigmentation. Um, C-Max and C-Line cause pigmentation? It could, yeah. Interesting. It, could. it actually can also cause I hair loss. That chapter. Sorry? It can also cause hair loss. Yes, that I knew. Yeah. So, the, the, so by the way, and what I'm saying is anecdotal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we want to stop things that might cause pigmentation. We want to support formation of soft tissue. Mm-hmm. We want to supplement on things like spermidine, like... Um, that allows us obviously to recycle all of those materials. Even essential amino acid supplements. Essential amino acids. To give the body the building blocks to repair. Um, you know, omega-3 is kind of a touchy subject, but um, omega-3s that are from a good source, um, fatty 15. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, fatty 15. The um, new darling of the... Yeah, um, which I'd love to have on a podcast. I, I, we've, we've talked about it. We didn't have them yet, and I know I introduced you guys. There's also... Um, in reducing the static noise of chronic inflammation, if we yeah. could, and we want to prepare our body for this. So one of the things that we say, people reach out to us, they're like, I want to have an aesthetic procedure. I want to have a laser. I want to have this and that. What products should I use? I'm like, here are the products that you should use, but you should have used them like two, three months ago. You know, so you got to. So basically, you've got to. It's like anything else. You got to prepare your body. You have to prepare your skin. You have to build resilience into the system so Mm -hmm. that when you, when you cause these micro traumas, the body is able to respond in an appropriate way and recover properly and and give you the results you're looking for. And by the way, it's analogous to aging as a whole. You're not aging today. By the way, you are actually the same biological age as yesterday, Mm -hmm. unless something happened, and that is the caveat. Okay. We are not the same way you have growth spurts when you're a kid. You're also having aging spurts when you're, a, when you're an adult. You're exposed to a solar flare, uh, you know, carbon-based free radicals, um, stress, whatever that is. And you are now significantly, incrementally, but significantly older than you were yesterday. And then for a month, you're actually the same age as you were yesterday. Okay? You, 
you're not aging um, linearly. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Your skin isn't aging linearly. Mm-hmm. So building robustness and resilience into the system is the quintessential anti-aging. I hate the word anti-aging, but because um, anti-aging is the same when we now people say longevity and they mean like optimal performance. Yeah. It's, I think what we're trying all, I think what we're all trying to do is slow the aging process. Uh-huh. We're not going to stop aging. Well, you we're could, just not. you could, again, that is very difficult because aging, even though we have the, the hallmarks of aging, we don't really have the full picture of what aging mean, means. We can't target all of those markers. We can actually improve all of those markers. But we're and we're, we can give ourselves a better score. We're going to get a star to put on our chest, but we still will die one day. I mean, we just had one of the pillars of the industry, yeah, yeah, die, yeah. Dr. Kavinson, yeah, Kavinson died at 77. And you know, w- you know, we're not going to get into why, but the, the major thing is, is that. Doing all the right things, we can. We, we still don't know the entire picture. Well, other things can happen. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, I want to. There's a couple of things I really want to get to. Yeah. So I'm going to interrupt us, and just so, so you guys know, Amitai and I and Anastasia get together, <laughs> and we have about 75 <laughs> conversation over the course of an hour. <laughs> so, with I, one computer, is how are you? Yeah. And that's the last. <laughs> Last, if yeah. we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but I really want to talk about, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. And, you know, I was going to say that GHKCU, the GHK mm-hmm. copper peptide, may becomes the closest to slowing and stopping aging because it has the capacity to flip genes back to the youthful expression. And as you said earlier, one of the things that happens as we get older is our, our cells behave differently. Yeah. Our DNA behaves differently. And if we can reset that genome to a younger genome, maybe that's the nugget of how we can get to a place where we really truly impact aging at a cellular level. But because we talked so much about all these other things, there's one molecule in particular I really want to get to today. And, you know, we're going to have to do a third podcast and not wait two years to (laughs) to record it because then there'll be something else. Uh But spermidine is becoming the darling of the space that we're in. I mean, I've uh-huh. been talking about spermidine for a couple of years yeah. because, you know, my our mutual friend, Leslie Kenny mm-hmm. has brought a really great supplement to the market. And what's amazing about spermidine as an anti, as a, as a molecule in this space is that it addresses for sure nine, but I've even seen literature that says that it may have a positive impact on all 12 of the currently known hallmarks of aging. So let's be clear. We, two years ago, we had nine hallmarks of aging. Last year, they decided there were 12. Next year, there were probably 15. We're still solved. We're still figuring this out. Yeah. But spermidine as a molecule, as a, this polyamine, seems to have the ability to Im- positively impact most, if not all, of the hallmarks of aging. Now, you've moved into a space where you're applying spermidine as a skincare product. So what yeah. I wanted to talk about today is... What made you think of translating something that we use orally to something that we would apply topically? Science. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, uh, uh, so um, first of all, you said a few very interesting things there. 
Uh, one is uh, the hallmarks to Beijing. Now there are twelve. That, by the way, there is another school of thought that that. Oh, there's other theories of Beijing. Oh, there are 100%. other theories. Uh, yeah. Obviously, David Sinclair just released the article, which he short basically created a shortcut and wrote the book lifespan. But yeah. but the article, the, the, the study, which which is a meta meta analysis and his theory of the uh, theory of, inf- of information. Uh, uh, in aging is is looking at it specifically uh, differently. But bottom line is is that even those 12 hallmarks of aging are really three hallmarks of aging. Yes, because they're cascade down. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So what is really cool is that uh, spermidine and, you know, the same way GHK Seuss kind of sits in the precipice of communication of repair in the skin and other malleable tissues, other other um, um, stretchy tissues in the body, mm-hmm. um, flexible tissues. Um, spermidine sits at the precipice of those hallmarks of aging. Yeah. And that is because one of the best things that we can do in our body is use our own, our own material, waste material, uh, to kind of rejuvenate the system. Yes. So I think as a, as a rule, and that's something really cool to think about, almost nothing gets into our body through our gut, through you know whatever that is, and is utilized in the same form. Right. They okay? all have to be modified in some There's way. They, yeah, form. exactly. Okay. It's very rare that something gets into our body and is not modified. Um, but... Spermidine is that is a, is a magical molecule which mimics fasting. Mm-hmm. It does a few other things, but by the way, when we say spermidine, that the other magical word you said, which is polyamine, mm-hmm. spermidine is just a metabolite. Remember, we spoke before about the just naming a, an entire process, but looking at one one little thing. So we actually want to look at a few others you know, polyamines uh, in that chain that, that spermidine is a part of uh, the same way we can say NMN, NR, NAD, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're all part of a chain. Yeah. Spermidine and other polyamines we have there mimic a signal for recycling and reinvestment mm-hmm. of energy for repair and resilience, what we talked about, what, what we talked about before, which is literally an incredible button we can push. And obviously in the beginning, we looked at it as an oral supplement. Then a few people looked at it as IVs, which is very problematic. And we might figure out it's a great thing to do. Right now there are there are some concerns like it melts rubber. But uh, that's a problem. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the synthetic version they use in, yeah, in IVs. But um, polyamines topically have shown there are eight studies right now using the compound that we are using, which is very important to understand. So, so are you using just spermidine or are you also using spermine and putrescine? Because those are, those are the three. And another one. And another, another one. one. Yeah, there's another one we, we uh, produce from Bergmont. Yeah. Um, which. Again, Leslie Kenny, I'm sure if anyone listened to Leslie Kenny enough, she actually refers to. Uh, and these are not interchangeable, 
but what they are is an entourage effect. Yeah, they 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 cascade in they and cascade, out of each other. They yeah. cascade and they allow the body to have a synergetic effect. Uh, synergistic, synergetic, I never know how to say that. Well, it just depends on what the sentence is. No, so they synergistically, they yeah. synergistically yeah. work together in the body yeah. to if anyone create wanted, an outcome. If anyone wanted evidence, I'm not that smart, here you go. And anyway, it has nothing so, to do with smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, what they do is, is that they allow every other thing that we want to do in the skin, whether it is repair, whether it is resilience, whether it is um, increasing autofluorescence. Autofluorescence is a byproduct of a healthy energy production in our skin. It's when we emit 810 nanometers. So you actually emit a glow when somebody is glowing. Go, yeah. 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 And yeah. you can measure that. And that's, by the way... Oh, that's that radiance thing. That, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Some people <laughs> infer some other interesting things from it like aura or things yeah. like that which energy. is energy yeah which is completely fine or the fact that you can heal someone else with that mm -hmm. that is not what i am focused on mm -hmm. again what i'm focused on is you perceiving that autofluorescence and your subconscious inferring my vibrancy from it well you know not to take us down another rabbit hole. I'm only going to say this and then we're going to go right back to what yeah. you're saying about spermidine and spermine. But this may also have something to do with that beauty, that that in less tangible aspect of beauty Yeah. that doesn't necessarily have to do with the size of your nose or the distance of your eyes, but that thing that people have where they may yeah. not have that perfect face and yet they're beautiful. Uh, well, I'll see okay. your, I'll see your divergence and I'll diverge one step further. Okay. But we have to go back to yes, spermidine. Yes, yes, yes. spermidine. And I will say that when we have an injury, yeah. our mitochondria actually goes from a gathered state to a splayed state, which it creates less energy. And it's actually pretty difficult to rewind that uh, immediately or, or over time. It also actually lowers the amount of mitochondria per cell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, red light therapy, our darling red light therapy actually can through stress. So that's not infinite, but through stress can actually not only reverse, but also increase mitochondrial. Uh, biogenesis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and also, but, but also the amount of mitochondria per cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, biogenesis so. is you're making new ones. Yeah, yeah I know. And that's yeah, why we were yeah. called like skin biogenesis as a company. We, when we started, when we didn't know what we're talking about, we didn't know how to explain what we are. We said skin biogenesis. Anyway, so you just call yourself young goots because that just tells you exactly what they do. <laughs> no geese were harmed during the year. No anyway, so back to going spermidine. back to spermidine. Yeah. Spermidine. I don't like the word biologically younger because there is no, there actually is no measurement. It's like beauty that we said before. It's a fabrication. Exactly. But what there is, is deviation from optimal. Right. Well, we call functional. So spermidine, by all characteristics, makes your skin functionally younger. And what we can see are the three posts of youth that we're looking for, which is optimal performance. So how do I look right now? Mm -hmm. Health or robustness. Mm -hmm. And longevity, the, 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 the end result of that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We can see all the all of the three um, pillars being enhanced and improved, which is magic. And one of the things that we're looking for when we say molecules that we apply on the skin, 
is not only absorption. And that's where we really find our ability to, to use affinity to, to, to create environments which allow molecules to absorb. That's really what Yangus does formulas. really well, yes. Yeah. But, but what we do also really well is choose molecules and make mm -hmm. sure the molecules are chosen wisely. Why is that important? It's because spermidine are one of those molecules that also create cascades wherever they meet our cells. Right. So even within the absorption and the migration into the skin process, we're getting cascades of healthy responses, again, recycling, et cetera, through those signaling. And we can enhance that through... By the way, GHKCU, copper peptide is one of them. There are a few other peptides that we can actually enhance. Um, like um, they have long names, so basically neuropeptides. We can enhance the skin's ability to repair itself by dampening some of the contraction signals. And we can also do it with vitamin C. So vitamin C is actually, uh, vitamin C is also a cofactor for collagen. So when you- C when, for collagen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when we want to create collagen, we have to have vitamin C present to create it well. Remember we said like we can create it poorly, we can create it well. So by using very advanced forms of vitamin C, so L-ascorbic acid, the normal vitamin C that you'll have in skincare is actually um, toxic. It's geno and uh, mitotoxic. So we definitely- Stay away from that. Yeah, we want to stay away from it, especially at high concentrations like 10, 20%. But other forms like magnesium ascorbophosphate, MAP, which we use in our serum, the new serum is called Youth uh, Reset, that has the things that we just spoke about, like spermidine, et cetera, and GHKCO. Um, and in the cream form, which is lipid-based, we have THD ascorbate, which is another super advanced form. You don't need a high concentration. You can have like 3%. It'll, it'll function like a 20% or 18% L-ascorbic acid. But you don't get any of the sensitivity. You don't get any damage to your DNA, quite the opposite. Which is a hallmark of aging, by the way. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so this is, this, and by the way, we don't get disruption of the acid mantle or the skin barrier. Okay, so, so that's interesting, right? So you're able to create a formula that gives access to the cells of these molecules, mm -hmm. but you're not actually disrupting the barrier at the yes. same time. You would almost think that you have to take down the shield to get anything in, but what you're saying is you get a by you get bypassing. Well, so you keep the shield up, but you're still able to get things yes. in somehow. Where is the where is the piper we don't have to pay for? Two. Normally, active ingredients are active at a certain pH. And your skin knows that. So the skin's pH is actually built to deactivate things. Mm -hmm. As a protective mechanism. Yes. So by the way, the reason you do microneedling in order to, for things to absorb better is not because you're creating holes in your skin. It's because you're disrupting that, that, that protective barrier. The same way, that's why people apply toners, by the way. Um, so what we do instead of that is we use different, some, some proprietary, some very known systems to suspend actives at pH, which we call neutral pH or pH that is bioidentical. 
So we don't need to. So it's sneaky. It's sneaky. It's sneaky. <laughs> it's sneaky. It's sneaky. It's like so, a cloaking mechanism. So remember, Natalie goes to all the clubs. So Natalie, <laughs> instead of paying at the entrance, she said, "Oh no, no, no! I, I was already here." I'm coming back in. You're, you're biomimetic. I think, <laughs> I think that Anatai is starting to give up some of his secrets is exactly. what I think. <laughs> so from the Israeli sneaking into club secrets. Anyway, so uh, th- that's the bottom line. But what, what, it, what is the icing on the cake is now we need, now we've triggered all of those repair mechanisms, all of those, you know, the, those three pillars, we've triggered them. We need to fuel them. We need to fuel them in two ways. We need to give them access to our genetic data. So we need proper epigenetics. And we need to have legit fuel for repair. Right. And that we do with something that we're very known for, which is our NAD precursors mm-hmm. um, and our enhanced fermented resveratrol. So it's actually a resveratrol that, again, plays nice with the skin. Normally, by the way, resveratrol is toxic for the skin. Okay. So resveratrol and, and other other uh, molecules that are similar to resveratrol, they, they are working in our body through hormesis as well. The problem is, is that your skin doesn't have the enzyme to break them down. So let's th- think about like uh, a completely different compound. Let's think about like curcumin, like turmeric. Mm-hmm. Why do we attach uh, bioperin or, or pepper to it to delay the breaking down of that uh, product. So we have prolonged effects. But there is obviously, it's a biphasic thing, right? We don't want too much, we don't want too little. Mm-hmm. In the skin, you can accumulate, not turmeric, but you can accumulate um, uh, resveratrol and it can become toxic. So what we do is we ferment it and we kind of pre break it down a little bit. Yeah. So there is no accumulation of your skin. We make up for a lack of the enzyme to break it down. So you do that. some of that enzymatic work for. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then it's very easy for your skin to get that signal. So it's 50 times more, more bioavailable and non-toxic. So Win-win. Yes. That entire formula of, of you know, that signal for those pillars of aging to work. Vitamin C that does two important things. It creates some of that inflammation that we need to, for repair. Not not perfectly. We still want something like vitamin A, some of the other things like microdedalin that we spoke, spoke about. It's not like a one-size-fits-all or it's not the best. The be-all end-all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's what I want to say. Um, we have the, the, uh, the GHKCU copper peptide and some other peptides that increase its affinity mm-hmm. to the skin. So we have about nine-step process that we increase the copper peptides affinity in the skin. Mm-hmm. So a 2% is working like a 6% less stable, less efficacious copper peptide as far as its results. And uh, we also have the NAD and 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 uh, enhanced fermented resveratrol, the NAD precursors, I should say, because NAD on its own doesn't do anything to your skin. So these things together create a symphony of a youthful state in your skin. Doesn't mean anything. You're not going to look younger tomorrow. You are, but not because you have less wrinkles. That we need to create some kind of repair signal 
We need to re-break that bone. That bone has healed So that's poorly. where the microneedling comes in. Microneedling, uh, retinol, aesthetic procedures, all of those, in order for you to do them in a biohacking way, in order for you to do them like a professional rejuvenation athlete, you need to do them by preparing the skin. You know, when a fighter goes to a fight, they go through a, a, a camp beforehand. They don't only recover from the fight. Mm -hmm. They do a, a, by the way, it's about eight to 10 week yeah. fight camp. Mm -hmm. And they cannot fight more than like three times a year. You are a aging fighter, let's say you want to do something. Right. Don't do anything more than three times. A, uh, uh, I'm sorry, did I say a week? I mean a year. A year. Yeah. No, you said a year. Good more than two, three times a year and make sure you go to fight camp. Before. So this is for these major disruptive yeah. procedures. So, so what would be, so this new, so you have two products now that yes. incorporate spermidine in them. Yeah. Why did you be, and they're meant to be used together and I'm using it now. I, you know, yeah. I've only just started. Yeah. So, you know, and I would imagine that the perfect world is to be, ingesting spermidine as a supplement yeah. and to be using it topically. It's a little bit like what you said to me before about GHK copper. If you can be using it systemically yeah. and using it topically, yeah. you're going to get the best results. Mm -hmm. um, but you have two different products yeah. that have the spermidine in them. Do you want yeah. to talk a little bit about why that is? There's a serum, like a water-based yeah. serum, and then an oil-based cream. Yeah, both of them. So when we say based, by the way, we literally mean the environment that the actives live in. Yeah. Not necessarily that they don't have water or oil in them. Okay. Yeah. But the serum is designed to penetrate extremely deeply into the skin. Um, if you took a like, if you took a microscope and you looked at, there is actually a lot of almost like a foam structure within it. And it allows us to create those little micro vesicles that absorbs extremely that absorb extremely d deeply into the skin. Mm -hmm. So lower to mid mid layers of your skin and create all of those wonderful things that we talked about there. And then our our cream has two roles, um, and that's why I kind of said not only oil because it goes like medium to top layers. But a cream in general is also responsible to stop water escaping the skin. Mm. What we normally think about is oils for hydration. But mm -hmm. oils actually are very poor hydrators because our skin receives hydration from the inside. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, I, I can equate it to, you know, your cartilage and how it gets, you know, all of its supply from neighboring tissue but your skin gets hydration from the inside it just loses it to the outside remember we talked about hyaluronic acid one of the conceptions is that hyaluronic acid is like robbing hydration from our skin mm. that's not how our skin works and that's why i think it's an overhyped molecule as a whole but what we're doing is we're we're creating a a film bio identical film that prevent something called transepidermal water loss, which means us, remember how we tape our mouth not to lose moisture from our lungs? At night. At night. Yeah. We kind of do it through our skin as well. And wh where you would know it is when we were in Vegas, our, our oh lips get chapped so immediately. Dry. Yeah. Why is that? It's because the difference between the moisture in our lips and our skin. We were turning into raisins. Yeah, yeah, we raisin up. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but um, actually there's a meme that goes, oh my God, I just learned that pickles are out of, are made out of um, cucumbers and my mind is blown and someone's uh, commenting, wait till you hear about raisins. Yeah. And the person goes, what about raisins? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so um, we, we have a lot of transepidermal water loss yeah. and it's more prevalent in our, in our lips. Okay, so, but we, we stop that with films, uh, biomimetic films. And we, some other products have chemical films. We have a biomimetic film. So this is what you were talking about. The, the cream doesn't necessarily hydrate the skin. It stops the loss of hydration from yeah. the skin. We have, so other ingredients that we have there, by the way, spermidine is one of them. And you have spermidine in both. Yes, right? we have spermidine in both. Sperm, but they are slightly different molecular weight, which means circumference. So, so they stop at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spermidine and other molecules that we have there, by the way, GHKC is one of them, they increase the skin's ability to hold on to moisture or cells' ability to usher moisture in. And then we can increase moisture, but not by, not by applying moisture, but by allowing your... By the way, creatine does it as well. We don't have creatine in our creams, but creatine, creatine does it as well. That's why you look a little bit more swollen. Yeah. Your yeah. Well, and that's what we should all be taking creatine. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, so we can hold on to more moisture, which is positive. Okay. Um, but yes, the cream. And by the way, the oils are not good hydrators. If you just put oil on your skin, it your skin is more pliable, but you're actually, you're not, they're very poor at preventing twill, transipid, I don't even know. Uh, Transepidermal water loss, T E W L. Yeah, tool. 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 T E W L. Yeah, tool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, So this is why we have. So spermidine is the newcomer in the formulas at this stage of the game. And that's. And and a big part of the work was how do we make it bioavailable, able to get into where we needed to get to go? Yes. And, And I think this goes to. I think this is a conversation we had in our, when the podcast that I recorded with you for mm. your, for biohacking beauty podcast. And that is that the body has a hierarchy of needs. And when we're taking spermidine orally um, or, and spermidine and putrescine, the body is going to assign duties to those molecules based on its hierarchy of needs, which generally speaking, what our skin looks like doesn't rank. No, it does and not. So the, so the value of all of these molecules being it, be it the resveratrol, the NAD, the spermidine of applying them topically is really saying, okay, but yes, you can use the internal for whatever you want, but we also want yes, these molecules like skin to have access to this. Yes. I'll give you, I'll give you one difference between something, for example, like, um, like astaxanthin. Astaxanthin, yeah. I can take orally. Mm-hmm. And, and I can apply, and I, yes, and I can apply topically, and both will actually have their major effect by the way that the body uses them on my skin. Mm-hmm. And they, so there is actually a direct correlation between what's in my stomach being now processed and my what I apply on my skin. What I'm trying to do with NAD precursors, what I'm trying to do with spermidine, what I'm trying to do with GHKCU, what I'm trying to do with hyaluronic acid, what I'm trying to do with taurine, which mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about, what, what I'm trying to do with glutathione or um, 
NRF uh, NRF one and two, um, and I can think of probably some other things. Is I am trying to top up the body's needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to affect blood serum levels in some areas. I'm trying to affect some of the delivery internally to my skin, and then my products that I'm applying on the skin are going to work better. As opposed to asazanthin, which both just go, got it, we're going to the skin. That's not how, so that that hierarchy of needs always affects our skin. Our skin reacts to the active ingredients that I can have it absorb because there is a very finite amount mm-hmm. that I can have it absorb. By the way, there is a finite amount that my product can hold on to without being gunk. Right. Okay. Actually, I mean, we have, I don't know, 10 different stages of gunk that we that we go through until we get to a cream. Until you get to something that's useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, we have to top, try, and for best results, to top off the needs of other systems in the body and then get to that organ that is called the skin to get our best results. Can you get results from applying it alone? 100%. Yeah. But again, what we're trying to do is biohacking and not only silver bulleting. Yeah. Yeah. No, we want to get it from all sides. Okay. Or health optimization or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> all, the, all the things yeah. we talk about. Okay. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to bring us to a conclusion, mm-hmm. not because I don't have other things to mm-hmm. talk to you about, but <laughs> for the benefit of the people listening to the podcast so that yeah. they can maybe go on with their day. This has been as always, a fascinating conversation. So thank you for meandering with me through this world of beauty and more than aesthetics. You know, yeah. I mean, as you said, and as we all know, we, you know, and how far we each as individuals decide to go on this path, how we look and how we feel when we look in the mirror has a massive impact on our yeah. well-being. And, um, and truthfully, the health of your skin also materially has an effect on the health of the rest of you. Yeah. So I want to thank you for everything that you do, because I think you bring such a, such an amazing and unique perspective into this space of skincare that is, um, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's quite, it's, it's unique. It's different. So why don't you tell people where they can find you? Tell them where they can find your amazing podcast. And um, yeah. So for, normally you can find me uh, walking around in Delray Beach. No, but uh, you, can find, <laughs> uh, you can find us on younggoose.com. Mm-hmm. If, you know, a lot, we, we have a lot of products, okay? Uh, so normally what you can do is take a short quiz, which we, if anyone wants suggestions, wants to give us suggestions on how to improve the quiz, we're open to it. The quiz isn't great, but it is a good start. Mm-hmm. We have systems that you can just choose. You don't want to biohack aging and you have systems, long, short. Yeah, you have stacks of products you've put together yeah. for people. Yeah, Bundles, if you would. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a nice way. The best way, in my opinion, is just reaching out, like contact us. I've told people to do that. Yes. This is my problem. Actually, the other day, uh, I told you not that that you, you I always know so very difficult questions kind of get to me right because we want to set a press this is how we answer that right mm-hmm. so I always know and it's Natalie's uh, uh, mighty networks uh, uh, group person 
that reaches out. I, I kind of <laughs> suss that out. Um, that's the best. We also have like a chat box on our website. That's kind of our website. Um, we also have Instagram. It's young underscore goose underscore skincare. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Reach out there. The person that operates it isn't like the best at you know knowing about products, but it's a but good they start. They have access to you. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, it'll get answered. Exactly. And his Instagram account, their Instagram account is amazing. Just By the way, I've started writing about like what I'm interested. Uh, so my name is Amitai Eshel. Good luck spelling that. Just take a look at how not has it on the podcast. E-S-C-H-E-L. Yeah. Yeah. A-M-I-T-A-Y-E-S-H-E-L. I write about more advanced like bio, like age reversal things that if people are interested, great. I'm just writing it. So you know, for myself. And um, we also have the podcast. A great podcast, it's, yes. It's called Biohacking Beauty, which we actually do not talk a lot about products. We talk a lot about our evil plan is that to have, you know, to have healthy human beings so our products work better. Yeah. So we don't just hammer products all day. Quite the contrary. We're, we try and get people optimally synced to have better skin so we always do that we try to do that connection but for the most part it's how to optimize your health and so as we finish up i just want to share with the audience if you guys are feeling inspired and decide you need to go shopping for some young goose product which i highly encourage you to do only because it's such amazing stuff from the bio barrier to the bio shield the whole nine yards and these new spermidine formulas um, if you're a new customer to Young Goose, you'll go to younggoose.com and use code NAT10, and that'll save you 10% off your purchase. And however, if you've been, if you've already bought from Young Goose, that NAT10 NAT is only good for your first purchase. We have a five NAT for repeat purchasers, and that'll give you 5% off your purchase. So yeah, this is uh, this is uh, wh- how you know we really love Natalie that she has two codes, <laughs> and not only one. And uh, yeah. Uh, very easy. Um, there's also a link, I guess. It, yeah, there's it a link on the automatically website. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. all so. good. So thank you again. A pleasure. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Amen. Before we wrap up today's episode, I'd love to invite you to sign up for my newsletter. Each week, I share my biggest key takeaways from that week's podcast episode, giving you insight into how to take action on what you learned in the interview. Plus, I share the biohacks I'm loving that week and why, as well as facts and tips about peptides for longevity. To join the newsletter, head over to natalienidham.com forward slash newsletter to get access now or find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in to today's episode. I wish you all the best this week in biohacking your superhuman performance. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.